Welcome to Bark to Reality, the podcast that aims to open up classical music to a wider audience. For copyright purposes, there will be no music played in this podcast. However, there will be a Spotify playlist to accompany this uh, series. The accompanying show notes and details of the accompanying Spotify playlist can be found on the accompanying blog, which will be at barktoreality.wordpress.com. In this episode, I'm going to explain a little about how I stumbled across classical music myself and introduce you to a few favourites that you will instantly recognise but didn't realise that they were classical pieces. Whether you're a seasoned classical fan or have never listened before, I'm here to show you that there is a classical piece out there for every mood, every occasion and every person, no matter what your tastes are in music or in life. To begin with, let's look at every modern day child and their favourite pastime, video games. Even video games in my childhood were set to a classical score. Take Tetris, or even Super Mario for example. But games such as Final Fantasy and Resident Evil, Tomb Raider, have actually won awards for the musical scores. So actually... Children are getting a great education from the video games, as well as all the bad that can come with it as well. Don't get me wrong, I'm not advocating children spending hours a day in front of a video game on the PlayStation or the Xbox. But it's not all bad. They are getting a great education out of the music that comes with it. After all, what is life without music? I will do a full episode later in the series on video games just to highlight exactly the importance that we have on music that accompanies these video games at the same time. After all, it can be a real mood changer in the scene of a game, the music that goes with it. For example, you will have a completely different musical score in a action game, a driving game, a shooting game compared to a uh, an adventure game or even just the uh, the games of my childhood as I've mentioned before. So I'll focus on that later on in the series in an entire episode. Okay, so how many of you would associate classical music with sports? Rugby union? Football? Hmm, maybe not. But here's where you find yourself listening to classical masterpieces every day and didn't even know it. My all-time favourite piece is Jupiter from the Planet Suite by Gustav Holst. Now... I remember the first time that I heard this 
in its original form. And I heard, felt myself singing the words of A World in Union along to the tune. Because that's instantly what I recognised it as. Now, I was driving along one morning in November in 2012, 2013, along to the a remembrance service on a Sunday morning. And I vowed to thee my country came on the radio. Which is naturally a piece that you would hear on Remembrance Day or at any patriotic event. And then I suddenly realised that it was the same tune. Now I'd been quite a an avid classical fan for quite a while at this point in time and realised that actually it was exactly the same tune as a song that is played at rugby union events throughout the world, not just in England, although obviously it is associated with the the uh, the England rugby union team, but it is a a world renowned song that is sung at rugby union events. So that gets me thinking about how other, how many other great tunes and great songs are replicated by um, sporting fans in other areas, in other sports, and what songs we sing to them. And I think you'll be quite amazed by the links. Many football fans will be quite familiar with the song starting with the lines Glory Glory add in whichever team you are affiliated to after that in my case Glory Glory Leeds United as I am a lifelong Leeds United fan this can be uh, transposed with, if you so wish, Man United or any other team with two syllables that you can fit. However, this is a direct paraphrase from the song which is um, a battle hymn for the republic which is obviously an American civil war song um, the original words were obviously glory glory hallelujah um, and he's actually quite a patriotic song often sung by the Americans but 
is also used throughout the world. Um, I remember in 2005, in the aftermath of the London bombings, it was it was uh, used at the uh, memorial service at St Paul's Cathedral. Um, so that is that's another quite strong link between classical music and or classical crossover music, I guess in in this case, and the sporting world. And sticking with the football theme, um, a a sound that hasn't been heard in Yorkshire since 2001, but the Champions League theme is the Coronation Anthem, otherwise known as Zadok the Priest, and is played before every Champions League game in Europe. So there's another um, another link between classical music and sport that many people won't associate, although obviously that one's more a little bit more obvious than, than the others. Okay, so I said that I was going to explain how I stumbled across classical music all those years ago and how it's now become everything that I ever listened to. Truth is that I used to hate classical music. We'd sit in the car and my dad would put on a classical album and I thought it was boring I thought it was not what I wanted to listen to I wanted to put on something modern something that I could get along with and then I invested in a DAB radio and we were travelling on holiday one year in the North Yorkshire Dales and the only station that I could get on the DAB radio was Classic FM and I stumbled across a young contemporary composer called Femi Gao. Now, at the time, Femi Gao was a 30-year-old pianist and composer from Scotland who wrote, composed and played her own music. And I thought, well, if a young a young girl from Scotland who at the time was not much older than me 
can write her own music, compose her own music, play her own music, and these people are enjoying it, advocating it, and it, it was it was it was it was good music. I I enjoyed I enjoyed listening to listening to it. Then why not? Um, I think the introduction of people on the scene such as Catherine Jenkins, uh, Nicola Benedetti, Mylene Class, Alison Bolton, as well as uh, Samantha Bark and Alfie Bow, young, younger, or, or yeah, younger, younger people who are playing, writing, singing. They are making classical music sexy, if you like, for a younger generation. The fact that you've got classical music on things like Britain's Got Talent makes it a little bit more of a gimmick because the youngsters who are watching Britain's Got Talent and things like that are more laughing at it instead of taking it seriously. But I think, actually, the fact that you've got people like Mylene Class and Nicola Benedetti advocating it and championing it across the board is making it more of a mainstream genre it's opening it up to people that maybe hadn't thought of it before hadn't listened to it before and that that's that's what I'm trying to do here um So, I have spent five years working in a warehouse. Working in a warehouse, you have the radio on to keep people's spirits up. For two years, we had absolute 80s on. For the last three years, they have been listening to... Um, Gem 106 which is a local radio station in the East Midlands or Heart FM is another one that they listen to which is a, a bit more nationwide um, and I often criticise the music to the point where if the radio went off for any reason I would open my laptop up and put Classic FM on on the laptop instead. And instantly people were calmer when I, when I did that. Instead of arguing or being the 
rowdy warehouse men that they often were, they would become. Um, and I was challenged one day to show them a list of classical pieces that would rival what they were listening to for different purposes, different moods, different ideas. And I think I went some way to convincing them that it was just as accessible, it was that I was I was right in what I was saying that there there really is a peace for every mood, every person, every occasion. Um, so if, for example, if I've got a, a busy day ahead of me at work, a stressful day ahead of me at work, I will choose something on the way to work that calms me down, such as the English Suite by Johann Sebastian Bach. Occasionally it will be something along the lines of the Cotswold Symphony by Gustav Holst. If I need riling up for something, um, I I need to get into a a mood where I'm I'm riled up. So I've got a meeting ahead of me that I need to be stoked up for. It'll be something like the Romeo and Juliet theme otherwise known to the wider audiences as the theme from The Apprentice so there are many different styles of piece that you can use for different moods, different occasions ones that will calm you down I hope you enjoy what you're hearing on uh, Bark to Reality. If you are, and I hope you are, you can follow me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is rharris11. You can follow the blog that accompanies this series, which is barktoreality.wordpress.com. Listen along to the Spotify playlist that accompanies this series with music tracks that I talk about in this series. And share with everyone that you think will uh, appreciate what I'm talking about. Um, I hope to... uh, open up, I hope I'm opening up to a a totally new audience but also resonate with some seasoned listeners at the same time
I hope you've enjoyed listening this week and I hope to have your company again on the next episode of Back to Reality where I will be discussing more pieces of classical music. <laughs>